Hey guys, welcome to the Better Way podcast, where we have conversations about anything and everything pertaining to following Jesus in everyday life. Our hope is that the discussions that we have here would challenge your faith and encourage you in your relationships with God, people, and the world around you. My name is Adam Winter, and I'm here with Matt Dorn and Ryan Breland, and we're just going to get after it today. We've got a Monday episode coming out today. This is our second one, so thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully, you've listened to the others as well. Again, we're just going to dive right into it today. So among the three of us, uh, we probably spend a collective 30 minutes per month on social media, um, and that's not a uh, flex. That's just a fact, and I'm sure we'll we'll tackle the the woes of social media some other time, but those 30 minutes are all coming from me when I hop on to post something church or podcast related, but a few weeks ago, I happened to stumble across someone saying something about Target. You know, Target, that place that takes all your money, or I should say used to take. Boom. Dramatic <laughs> transition. Uh, and, I, and I say used to take because there are a number of people that have chosen to boycott or at least say they're going to boycott. Target for their recent Pride Month, uh, LGBT positive clothing that's not only for adults, but for children. And so we're going to dig into that a little bit today, but today in a nutshell, this conversation is surrounding the idea of Christian liberty. So what do we, what do we mean when we say Christian liberty? We're not talking about religious liberty, but about an individual Christ follower's right to do something or participate in something that is not clearly forbidden in Scripture. So you may have heard the quote, um, it's most commonly attributed to St. Augustine or Augustine, if you want to say it the wrong way. basic, Philistine. (laughs) St. Augustine said this. He says, In essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. This is what we're talking about today, and it's an age-old conversation that has some fresh fodder because of this Target situation that hit the headlines a few weeks ago. So Target, as I mentioned, in light of Pride Month, they put out a line of clothing that was LGBT positive, and not only for adults, but for young children as well. And it was that last detail that sent certain people into an uproar and a sweeping number of people vowed to no longer shop at Target, many of which are Christians. So it got me thinking, got us thinking, uh, not so much should we or should we not shop at Target, because the Bible gives no clear directive regarding that specific question, but rather how do we live with one another in a kind and understanding way that maintains unity in the essentials, liberty in the non-essentials, and charity in all things. Because this is just the latest topic regarding this issue, right? Like, we could talk about, should Christians be on social media? Should Christians drink alcohol? We're going to talk probably mention some of these things as we get this, this uh, conversation going. Uh, should Christians watch Game of Thrones or Yellowstone or whatever other show has explicit behavior displayed on screen? Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Uh, shove a tree in their house over Christmas? Should they use the Enneagram, get tattoos? On and on we go. And uh, these questions might seem trivial and irrelevant to some of us, but to others of us, they are really big questions. They're really big issues. And even some of the ones that I just listed probably brought on some really deep convictions for some of those listening. So so much so that when we're talking about what's essential, what's non-essential, some of these questions for some of us have moved into that essentials category. When For someone else, they might be in that non-essentials category. So we're going to start the conversation together. Guys, when we're talking about essentials and non-essentials of the Christian faith, what comes to mind? How can we kind of wrap our head around uh, those two things? What are primary issues? What are secondary issues? So yeah, feel free to just go for that, either of you. Primary indicates first thing. So I mean, it's like the, the things that have been commonly held throughout time and history 
amongst Christians, like Christ being God's Son, God being the Father, the Trinity, um, those things that we're in agreement in, where salvation comes from. The Bible being authority, God's Word. Yeah. The church. I feel like that's a primary thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, God being creator, maybe not necessarily like, you know, specifics about creation, but God being creator. Well, marriage used to be, you know, traditionally, historically, man and woman, but, you know, things change, I guess. Resurrection yeah. of Jesus? Resurrection yes or no? of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anything, anything that pertains yeah. to salvation yeah. of yeah. humankind. Kind of like, yeah, First Corinthians 15, Paul says, you know, I deliver to you what's of utmost importance that, you know. Christ died for our sins in accordance with scripture. You know, that he was buried on the third day in accordance with scripture and that he rose again. And so like those are, yeah, you know, he's saying these are, you know, what I deliver to you as first and foremost, like these are things y'all got to know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, resurrection, definitely. Holy uh, spirit. Holy spirit. Is yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. talking about the historic Christian church doctrines of faith mm-hmm. and yeah. salvation. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about essentials, right? Yeah. Kind of like, I mean, Again, like Apostles' Creed, Nicene Creed, like these things, you know, if you're more high church, you're kind of reading them every Sunday. But those things that hopefully we, you know, should be familiar with. And like these are things that we've, like Matt said, historically believed in and held up as true. And they're clear in Scripture all throughout. I mean, this is authoritative. This is clear. This is not not optional. These are essential things. So. So those are those are beliefs, and some of those might be listening. They're like, okay, I get that. Those are essential core beliefs, but but doesn't God care about behavior? Like, of course he does. So when it comes to the essentials of our behavior, of our morality, of the way that we live, of the way that we take that theology and allow it to move through us, what are some essential, how, how do you navigate that? When it comes to clear black and white areas of living versus unclear morally gray areas, what comes to mind? I mean, he gives us a, a way to live, and... Um, but it's not as clear cut copy in every specific, right? Like, mm-hmm. so he gives us this general broad way of living. Here's how I want you to live, loving one another. You know, um, you think, I think about the fruits of the spirit. This is, this is, should be evident in you, growing in you, maturing in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a way to live. And then you have to apply that to the scenario, specific scenarios of your life. Um, with all these things that you brought up, you know, with, uh, with target or with, um, drinking or with um so that's good though so like yeah because you're not really talking about like commandments per se because that, that's where my mind goes i'm thinking of 10 commandments mm-hmm. like those are no-brainers probably shouldn't lie don't yeah. steal don't kill people yeah don't cheat on your wife like yeah those are essentials right those are no-brainers mm-hmm. those are clear those are black and white but you brought up kind of character so like you know mm-hmm. when you're talking about the fruit of the spirit like kindness gentleness self-control mm-hmm. goodness faithfulness that can translate into any behavior right right so back to the target conversation if you wanted to go to target you should do so in a certain type of way not not uh yeah i shouldn't go to target just to consume and be greedy and you know get all i can Mm -hmm. get and or to say i don't really give a crap what anyone else thinks about what i'm doing i'm gonna go in here and just do what i want to do yeah it's just yeah have an attitude about you or whatever any other thoughts on that ryan uh nope (laughs) yeah so yeah maybe this will help us to dig a little deeper into that that question. So like, yeah, when I'm thinking of morally gray areas, again, I think the 10 commandments are very clear. I think there are other commandments that are very 
very straightforward, you know, like be kind, don't be a jerk, like walk be in the gentle, light. walk yeah. in the light, confess your sins. Sexual you know. morality should not be named among you. Yeah. Ephesians five. Uh-huh. So yeah. So, I mean, there's things that are very clear and then there's like those morally gray areas that people, even amongst us, we're not going to dig into all of them, but I'm sure among the three of us, like we would feel differently about them, like drinking, uh, physical boundaries and dating. School. What'd you say? Education. Public right? school, yeah. education for sure. Cussing, cursing. Cursing, yep, swearing. Yeah. What kind of music should we listen to? Yep. Home birth, no home birth, <laughs> vitamins. Home birth, home birth, I love it. Um, yeah, it's a big Yeah, one. the whole thing. CrossFit, no CrossFit. I mean, yeah. you know, the list goes on. How to spend your money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm thinking about things that are more in that moral territory of like, yeah, you know, how to spend your money, what companies to support. That's kind of what we're talking about today. But in that second list, in that morally gray area, we all probably know of people, um, and maybe we're these people ourselves, but there are things in that list where one person might be deeply and personally convicted about it. Like they're, they're like, this is gospel truth. Like you just don't do that. Like while another person has a completely clear conscience about it. Uh, so what do we do when a gray issue, one of those non-essential issues feels like a black and white issue feels like it's an essential issue. Because if we take a conversation like target um, or another non-essential gray area. There are people, no doubt, who are listening right now who believe that this is a non-debatable issue, uh, who think that this is a hill to die on and that it is black and white gospel truth. We should not go to Target, absolutely, and here's why. And uh, even right now, there might be someone listening who's like, like, are you, are you implying that this is a gray issue? Like, they're conditioning kids to question their gender and sexuality, and you think that's okay to just walk in there and support that company? And so, as we dive deeper into this question, uh, guys, of navigating gray issues, I want to kind of reframe the question because I think at the core of the target question, there's another underlying question, which is should Christians boycott companies that don't claim to be Christian for not having Christian values? Like that's really, I think, what, what we're asking underneath is should we support a company that is promoting a sexual ethic that is not in alignment with God and the Bible? And some might say even imposing it on children. Should we support them? So the question is, should we support other companies that don't embody Christian values? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, Paul talks about this in First Corinthians. Like, you know, we don't hold non-believers to the same standards we hold believers. Like, you know, there's no non-believer that's going to meet that standard, right? And so, like, if we're, we would either, our choice would be to remove ourselves from the world completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to get gas from because I don't know of any Christian, you know, <laughs> gas stations, you yeah. know. And again, like, even to that point, like, can a company be Christian? Like, you know what I mean? It can be ran by believers and Christians, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, Chick-fil-A as a building and an organization, you know. Be careful what you say, man. Uh, okay, let's That's pick somebody else. Uh, Zaxby's? Can I pick on Zaxby's? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Jesus didn't die for Zaxby's as a corporation. Zaxby's isn't a part of the body of Christ. Like, you know what I mean? So these things yeah. like. Some yeah. guy out there named Zach Bees is really like. He's super pissed. <laughs> He's in <laughs> turmoil like, right I now. I love you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Daniel Magaha said this the other day. Uh, shout out to the homie. But he was like, you know, so, it's funny how sometimes we hold like non believers and non believing companies to higher standards than we hold Christians. Like, we want or them ourselves. to. Yeah, we want them to, you know, like the, the qualifications of an elder in like 1 Timothy 3. We want like, you know, Target, Chick fil A's, whatever. We want them to, you know, 
you guys got to knock it out. You guys got to be hospitable, husband of one wife, you know, like right. believing children, so on and so forth. But then, you know, people who profess to be Christians be like, you know, we be slipping sometimes. We make mistakes. And so it's, it's yeah, it's kind of ironic that we hold non-believers and others to higher standards than we hold ourselves sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, and really our temperament should be like, I'm not surprised because they're, they don't believe. Yeah. They don't hold the same standards that we do. Yeah. And so it shouldn't come as a surprise that they're doing things like this and pushing agendas and things like that. I think it's just funny how uh, it, it opens our minds to the reality that there's no neutrality. Like you're, you're either going to, you're, you're always going to love something. There's mm-hmm. always going to be affection to one thing. And it's uh, not a matter of whether, but what, 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 what or which you're going to give yeah. your affection and attention to. It's also uh, interesting to me, like, there are some things that we are like just straight up like we rebel, but like and it's sinful. And some things like we don't really freak out over, even though it's sinful. Like we, we kind of talked about, you know, before on air, but you know, like, you know, everybody freaked out when Budweiser started rocking with trans people, but you know, nobody really minded when they had half naked girls in the ads. Yeah. Right. You know, nobody was like, Hey, we need to protest Budweiser because you know, there's naked ladies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, you know, we kind of slide on that, you know, Victoria's Secret, you know, we're cool on that. Like, we, we're cool on these things that, like, have sexual morality in it. Or we're cool on stuff that, like, maybe, you know, flies against, like, I don't know, we, we laugh at murder. We laugh at violence. You know what I mean? We laugh when image bearers of God are killed. Like we, We're very selective. We're very selective, yeah. And so there's some things that we're like, oh, my gosh, that's evil. That's wrong. And then it's like, well, what about, you know? My man John Wilkes just killed 800 people. And you know what <laughs> you I mean? You loved it. And we, yeah. Amen. But it's like, you know. And so, yeah, it's interesting what we choose to, you know, find crazy. And I think I think consistency is so important, like Mm -hmm. even even as a form of public witness, like when that book Unchristian came out uh, by Gabe Lyons and David Kinnaman, they put out basically, I mean, they they just pulled, I don't even know how many thousand nonbelievers and said, hey, when you think of the word Christian, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And, you know, I think a lot of us want to balk at what comes back. Can I guess what? Yeah, go ahead. Was it hypocrite? That was on the list. That was, oh. that was number three. Yeah. Oh, okay. The first one was homophobic. Oh. Yeah. The first one was they don't like, you know, gay people. And so, I mean, and a lot of people even listening might be like, oh, yeah, you know, they would say that, you know? And I think part of me is like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about that. All I know is that's mm-hmm. what came back. Right or wrong, this is what they're saying is that There's we don't some like kind gay of perspective people. that we're putting off. We're judgmental and we're hypocritical. And so. I'm going to choose to look at the good and that they don't think we're hypocrites. It's number three. We're number three. It's, it's yeah, number down, three we're on the, the line. <laughs> we're getting better, baby. We are hypocrites. Yeah. I mean, like I mean, every every last one of us. Every last oh, one of us. You know. But to me, I'm like, I think if I could say something about that, number one coming back, I think the target situation is is part of the reason for that. Um, that Christians are very impulsively and ready. And, and I'm not over here like Captain Target, like, you know, running in there, swinging my bags around. Like I'm thinking through it because I've got <laughs> children, you know, like it's yeah. not an, it's not an easy issue for me. All I'm saying is that like if Christians are just like you were saying, Ryan, just very, very impulsively trigger happy when it comes to, oh, it's a it's it's a it's a gender sexuality thing. Well, yeah, I'm going to pick at that. I'm going to boycott that mm-hmm. immediately. And that's kind of only maybe one of the only things I'm going to boycott. Yeah. But when it comes to, you know, gratuitous violence, when it comes to, you know, people that are sexual morality, depicting, greed, like, yeah. and let's be honest, greed, greed yeah, evil. whatever like, else. Boycotting so, really. I mean, it's a tactic. It's like it's like it just seems is, like is it worth yeah, I, it, I mean, look, historically, is boycotting a thing? But anyways, you you were getting to a point there. No, right? I'm just I was just saying like I think that when the world looks at people who profess to be Christians, you know, albeit not all of them might actually be, but 
And they're like, oh, there they go again. They're immediately boycotting the next gender sexuality issue. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we shouldn't think through those issues and think through how to interact with them. Yeah. And then they see us compromising in all these other areas, not being serious at all about them, mm-hmm. and being totally okay with a, with a plethora of other issues. They're going to be like, it kind of seems like they're, they're very, very selective. Yeah. And then it's no wonder to me that when the, that data comes back, they're like, oh, yeah, Christians, yeah, that's what they do. That's just mm-hmm. what they do. That's what they're about. So um, I do think consistency matters, like you were saying, Ryan. I think that's what you're getting at, is like we need to care about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and if we are going to boycott, which, again, I'm not the biggest fan of that, like you said, Matt, but let's be consistent. Boycott everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Boycott yeah. John Wick. You have Wick. just yeah. limited yourself to... I mean, yeah. we're be consistent. Stopping at, at Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. That's yeah, all yeah. we got. I mean, yeah. you might be like growing your own veggies and like you out there in yeah. the middle off of the, the wilderness, off yeah. the grid kind yeah. of thing, man. Getting that solar energy. Only watching the... Oh, you can't even watch the shows anymore, I guess. Yeah. Because like, guys, I... Faith... Uh, what could we watch? Facing the Giants? Yeah, you just watching Facing the know. Facing the Giants on repeat. Yeah. This is God's getting at, at one, two, sh- should we boycott every every company that just doesn't depict Christian values? Because like literally the other day, I bought I kid you not in my cabinet right now, I bought a bag of white cheddar popcorn and it has a rainbow on it. And so I'm like, am I supporting you know some yeah. agenda by buying white cheddar popcorn that has a rainbow on it? Like, do I just like pop my own? Like I could pop your own. Uh, <laughs> not be as good though. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, like we're just asking thought-provoking questions. Again, I I truly do sympathize with the concern here, and and I do respect the conviction uh, in the target conversation. Even those that I know that are like, no, I'm not going there anymore, and I refuse to. Like I respect that conviction. I genuinely do. Mm. I have three young children, and I know full well it's my responsibility to to shepherd my kids and teach them about gender sexuality issues. I'm just not sure I want Target to force me into those conversations quite yet. Yeah. So if I can, you know, save a couple years and just get away from that conversation, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through that. Like I'm literally wrestling with it because I'm, I'm definitely not ready to boycott Target by any means. But don't hear me say again that I'm like championing yeah. all things Target. I'm ready to boycott Target, but that's just because Pop Shelf has cheaper stuff. Hey, it's the only guy in town that knows what pop shelf is. My what wife got a, a, it's, it's by Walmart here in Greenwood. Uh, okay. but dude, it's target, but better. She got a picture frame there for not joking. One cent. Shout out to thrift shop. One singular wow. penny. I'm going to that up. So yeah, go to pop shelf, fall out there. So yeah, guys kind of lead, leading us into, uh, I think we probably should dig into scripture. Yeah. yeah. feels like a good idea. Mm. But yeah, I think, I think where we're landing with what we just said is that as Christians, I, I think it's a better look for us, a better witness not to point out how bad and dirty the world is and just be like, Oh, they're so, they're so gross. It's like, going to expose itself. Yeah, yeah. But, but to show them a better way, mm-hmm. which like kind of has a ring to wow. it. Wow. Hey, it sounds like a good podcast. A good name for a podcast. Yeah. And, and I do, again, I don't want to belabor the point, but I do think for, again, some people like this is a, this is like a gospel issue almost like this feels very intense and very yeah. important. And I do feel like in a sense, the stakes do feel a little bit higher when we're talking about kids. It's one thing if you want to try and sell me a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, and that's again, like Jesus's right. words in Matthew 18. Like if you be careful with the kids to stumble. Yeah. 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 Tie that millstone. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to try to sell me a t-shirt. Okay. Like whatever. I'm not bothered by that. Honestly, like it's another thing if you're walking up to my seven year old, my five year old and trying to promote some type of thing that they don't even know how, they don't even know what sexuality is. Like they have no idea. They're not ready to think through things like that. So I do think it's a little more complex than, than some people give it credit for. Um, And I do think each person has to come to their own conclusion on it. So with that said, brings us to the Bible, which is a good place to land. So we're going to turn to Romans chapter 14. Uh, If you got a Bible, you feel free to pull that up. Uh, If not, don't worry. We're just going to read it to you. So Romans 14, I'm going to wait for one of you guys to get to it and you're going to read it. 
uh, verses 1 through 5, and then jump up to verse 13 and read that. I got it. Uh, Romans 14, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are we to pass judgment on the servant of, of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. And then verse 13 says this, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. That's good. Christians in every generation have had to figure out what's acceptable, right? And what goes against God's commands. There's always gray areas. So here the gray areas were about food, what to eat, what not to eat. And it was about uh, days, sacred days. So this is about mm-hmm. the Sabbath. This is about Jewish feast days. And there was debates among Christian brothers and sisters like, hey, you need to be like not eating that or you need to be eating that or you need to be honoring the Sabbath. You know, I'm assuming Jews were very <laughs> faithful to be following the Sabbath and, and keeping the Jewish feast days whereas the Gentile Christians were not. Mm. And so there was a lot of debate going on among them, like about what they should or should not be doing. So Paul's uh, command to them is to appeal to their conscience and and at the same time to be considerate of the consciences of, of the brothers and sisters around them as well, uh, like you read at the end there, Matt, in verse 13, not, not to pass judgment on one another and not to put a stumbling block or obstacle in the way of another brother or sister. So what do you all think about just this topic about appealing to conscience, but also being sensitive to the consciences of others around you. Yeah. Um, give a shout out to Jerry Bridges, RIP to the, to the goat, uh, but in his book, pursuing, uh, pursuit of holiness, I think, uh, he's, he kind of gives kind of, for me, I think these are helpful guidelines. Uh, but he, he pulls from first uh, Corinthians six verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. So again, the Corinthians are kind of, he's pulling kind of this rhetorical question. Like, yeah, you know, uh, again, all things are lawful. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you can shop at Target. Yes, you, you know, you can watch John Wick. But again, he's asking like, but is it helpful? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great you know framework. Like, man, is this helpful for me? Is this going to build me up and make me more like Jesus mm-hmm. by, you know, participating in this activity, by, you know, shopping at Target, watching this movie, listening to this music? Like, is it actually going to help me become more like Jesus? I will not be dominated. All things are lawful uh, for me. I will not be dominated by anything. Like, you know, is this thing taking mastery over me? Like, you know, am I so addicted to listening to, you know, I can't function. I can't live without listening to this music. I can only eat at Chick-fil-A. I can, you know, only shop at Target. I won't shop anywhere. Like, am I dominated by this gray matter or this gray issue? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if it's this thing where it's like, man, I, I have my boyfriend, I have my girlfriend, but man, I can't be away from them. I have to be like, you know, you're dominated by that. You're dominated mm-hmm. by it. I, I have to work out every day. I have to run. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. dominated you, you know, is it something that it, it's inhibiting your ability to love other people? You know, is it taking, that's another one of those uh, points that uh, Jerry Bridges brings up. Like, man, is this hindering my ability to love my brother? Am I caring about my brother's conscience? If, you know, my language is a stumbling block for Adam, if these type of jokes are a stumbling block for Adam, I can't make them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Paul says in First Corinthians 8, like, man, if eating meat causes my brother to stumble, I'll never eat meat again. I'll straight go vegan. Yeah. And so it's like, man, am I, you know, 
loving my brother enough to say like, man, you know what? If this is the most, if this is the best way for me to love Matt, to love Adam, I'll do without it. Without it. And again, like, is it glorifying to God? Like, am I doing this activity because it brings glory to God or because it brings glory to me? Am I, you know, watching this, listening to this, celebrating this holiday, doing this activity in a way that glorifies God and points others to Jesus? Or am I just doing it just to, like we've been saying, satisfy myself and get what I want out of it? Yeah. And when you compare those two, you really begin to see true Christian liberty, right? Like there's a freeing thing when you choose the the better way of not being selfish and self-absorbed and, and letting something master you. Yeah but you being mastered by it, specifically the, the, the rules of God, like loving one another and glorifying him, right? Like this idea of love should be the, the stream and the theme, God's love and the, the gratitude and thanksgiving for him, for what he's doing and for what he has done. And that's more freeing when you have to let down something that you, you're like unsure of or you're like, man, I, that's not a hill I'm really to die on. Or you know I'm that like, you could. Like, you I, have yeah, all the yeah, license. Yeah, you have yeah, all the license yeah. to do it. But when you lay that down for a brother to not let it be a stumbling block or not let it be a hindrance out of love, out of out of thanksgiving to God, there's a freeing thing that happens there. Yeah. Because we're not, because a lot of times we want to operate the way that you described of like, no, I'm going to die on this hill. And it becomes, it masters over us. That that builds this selfish mentality. Yeah. And we become independent, right? Because mm-hmm. we're a person. Yeah. I'm an American. And the reality is we're not, we're interdependent. We're, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. We all like what you do matters. What, what I, what I do matters. We, we, we are connected in, in, a, in a more profound way than what we realize. And so yeah. our individual choices do matter. Yeah. Can I read two more verses yeah, go. real quick? Uh, if that pleases the committee. Uh, so Galatians five, one and five thirteen. I love these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul says for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. In verse 13, he says for your call to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And again, there's the reality, like, yes, you've been called to freedom. Like, you're free in Christ to do these things. However, like, in that freedom, don't let yourself become, again, a slave to, to these things. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're free to have a drink, you know what I mean, to enjoy alcohol. But again, like, don't let that thing have dominion and mastery over you. I think that one might be a little more, you know, an example that's maybe more clear. You know, again, you're free to enjoy, to watch uh, you know, non-Christian movies, but again, is something where it's like I have to stay up to date on every single episode mm-hmm. of every single show, and like I'm going to skip fellowship with the body of Christ or not go to community group mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. because I need to watch this. Like, you know, you're free, but mm-hmm. again, it has this thing taking dominion, taking dominion over. Yeah, you. because the reality is, are those because those things are doing something to us. Yeah, whether we realize it, it's shaping forming, shaping us, yeah. it's causing us to project this is how the world thinks or views and or this it's is how, shaping my it's world interpreting view. the world yeah. yeah absolutely and 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 that's that's where it's like yes you have liberty in that to, yeah. to, to participate and do those kind of things but also be aware these things are forming and shaping you yeah. into something or is someone making you more like what Jesus? does that look like yeah. exactly yeah. and then again like again through your freedom like love one another serve one another like again god jesus giving you his freedom how did jesus use his freedom did he use it again like mark 10 talks about like you know that he would come to be served and make everybody, you know, hey, look how awesome I am. But he came to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And so likewise, like we use our freedom not for myself, for my kingdom, you know, me, me, me. But man, how can I love the body of Christ and the people God's put around me? That's good, guys. That's really good. And it, it kind of leads me to this this uh, quote that I stumbled across by uh, a guy named Douglas Wilson. Who um, He said this in regard to Christian liberty. Actually, I thought it was really good. But he said, the way others are to view your liberty is not the same way that you should view your liberty. 
Other Christians should let you do what you want unless the Bible forbids it. That's how we guard against legalism. But you should use your liberty differently. You should be asking what the reasons are for doing it and not what the reasons are for prohibiting it. So, you know, as the one who's drinking alcohol, say you don't have a problem with that. You know, you don't you don't feel convicted by that. Your conscience is totally clear. You know, drinking in moderation, of course. But you can ask yourself, okay, but why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Am I stressed out of my mind and and, and I'm I'm angry and I need to just zone out and like Am I looking to this drink for relief? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this isn't just for, a social thing where okay, I'm just I'm just hanging out with friends. We're just having a, a you know, lighthearted whatever time. We're a just good drink. time at good times. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is a crutch. This is something I'm depending on. This is something I need. If I don't have this, I'm going to be whatever. Obviously, that would be not a good choice if that that latter part was you. But yeah, just to begin a process in, in whatever we're doing, whether it's going to Target, whether it's drinking alcohol, whether it's watching or consuming um, a particular show or a movie, listening to music, whatever it might be, beginning to ask ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing? What is our why? Is it beneficial? Is it going to have dominion over me is it glorifying god is it loving others yeah let's let's be honest like there's a lot of times that we don't just we don't think about these things we just don't do them i I mean unless a hot topic like this comes up like oh yeah Yeah. you know and so we don't but we don't think about those little things we always want to go to the big Mm. audacious things because we don't want to deal with the the little vices or things that really do have us we don't want to address that and the hope would be that this conversation would kind of appeal to that to to make us think about not just the, the target issues or those things, but the things in our lives that we are kind of, um, what, what are we living this for? Why are we, what am I using this liberty that I have for? Totally. What, what is it being directed to? And it's not to say that we can't, obviously, uh, we would all agree. It's not to say we can't just have fun and do yeah, fun things. Sure. Like when I'm watching the Eagles beat down the Cowboys twice a year, happens every year. Well, that glorifies God. Yeah, that, glorify that is God. God's yeah, justice. of Eagles, maybe. Yeah. That's right. It's right there. I don't Isaiah see Cowboys 40. in the Bible. Yeah. I ain't seen one Cowboy in the Bible. Yeah, you're There's right. a star, but I mean. Oh, like. This is so good. I love you guys. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, like obviously watching a football game is not, you know, objectively giving God glory. Yeah. Um, but. But when they score touchdowns, they always. <laughs> Thank God in the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they do the shape of the cross too. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we can just, we can just have a good time. We can go see Spider-Man, you know, we can go, do, but, but the questions to be asking before we consume something is, is this dishonoring to God? Is this mm-hmm. going to cause, you know, some type of friction between me and God's relationship? Is this not glorifying him? Or is this having mastery over me? Am I watching every Eagles game? Twice a week? Am I am I playing it back? Is this you know what I mean? Like, I gotta relive I, the moments. Am I an addict? Like, so those types of questions, I think, is where it's. Can really I ask? A, sorry, yeah. we might not have time yeah. for this, but no, like for you guys as parents, like, how do you, like, with your youngins, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we're gonna because again, like you're, we're saying, like, movies and TV shows are gonna form something us. So yeah. we're, I think, old enough and smart enough. I'm hoping we're to, smarter, smarter. <laughs> We so smart. Like, you know what I mean? To discern through these things and sure, think through yeah. them. But when you got young ones, like, how do you help them, you know what I mean, watch Spider-Man? Well, that's why, whatever. just to go back to the Target thing, that's why I am thinking through it. And I'm not I'm not boycotting Target. But, I, again, I, they can't think through this type of issue. And they're going to have to, and I'm going to have to be there to guide them through mm-hmm. gender sexuality issues mm-hmm. as this world continues to move the direction it's going. But to me, I'm like, you know, if I stumble through that children's section and I don't, you know, I don't even know what type of apparel's out there. It might've been just rainbows. If it's just rainbows, whatever, I'm just going to walk on by and they're like, oh, dad, rainbow. Yeah, rainbows are cool. Uh, but if it's like, you know, has a very overt message on it. Uh, and then Ezra, who's like a master reader reads it and he's like, dad, what? Like, it's a boy kissing a boy. And like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I don't want to have that conversation yet, you yeah. know? 
so I am I am much more sensitive as to what I allow. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm I I err definitely on the side of caution when it comes to mm. what content I'm allowing my kids to consume. Very very selective with that because yeah, I think they are you know their their brains are like the size of like a Granny Smith apple. Like they yeah. don't even know what's going on. Like I gotta well, you, they're they're you, interpreting things. And yeah, you gotta shepherd so that. A, and, so yeah, I mean I, I've I've we've always been that way as as parents just be err on the caution side of things, but at the same time you can't avoid things. And so I think of the Deuteronomy. Uh, six where you're as you're walking and talking and hey look there's a rainbow um where do they come from oh yeah that reminds us of no one i bring it back to that um if there's recently we've been talking a lot about pride i mean you know and just like what is pride and talking about the nature <laughs> of pride because it's it's everywhere it's on apparel month, baby it's pride month and so just like do we want is is pride a character thing that we want to emulate mm. what should or shouldn't we take pride in yeah and talking about those kind of conversations because they're coming up there everywhere you, you you can't avoid them and i'm not saying you sit down your three-year-old and you just like sure, have yeah. a conversation yeah. you obviously know i have i have teenagers and and my kids are, are from third, uh, 15 to 9 so it's so we have different kind of conversations uh, than, than what adam would have in it so but yeah it's just it, i really think about that as, as things are coming up and, and just keeping that relationship open and having that conversation open between you and your kids. Um, also just, the, and, and then at the same time, there's this whole practice of like doing without learning the, the discipline of like notice, noticing things, mm-hmm. limiting yourself on what you do intake. I think that's a good habit to form because it is really easy to slip into those addicting things when yeah. you like a soccer team and you want to stay up till 1030 or one o'clock at night and you want to watch the game and your boys are up watching the game with you, you start to begin to think, That's what That's kind of addiction am I making them? Because they yeah. wake up in the morning, they're like, Dad, what are the scores of the other games? So am I creating a, a soccer addict or not? Uh, yeah. those, are, those are very real things because, um, that, that we all have to work through it because they are shaping and forming us into something or someone. Yeah, and that's, this is like almost a separate episode, that I, but I, I'm sure we'll get into this. Just like, yeah, how you navigate... Daddy issues. Yeah, daddy issues. We'll call it daddy issues. That'd be great. Good daddy issues. Good daddy you can issues. share some bad daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, we'll I'll, do... I'm, I'm going to share a few of my own. Yeah. And then we'll share some good ones as well. Yeah. We all have father wounds. Shout yeah. out John Eldridge. Yeah, we do. We do. Anyway, guys, hope this was helpful to you. I know we're kind of just rabbit trailing a little bit, but I think th- I think where we're landing is just just to be mindful of, of what we're doing, not to, not to be like trigger happy or impulsive, but to really think through why we're doing what we're doing, to think that, you know, to appeal to our conscience, the Holy Spirit is in those that have Jesus as their Lord. So like, a, you know, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, um, thinking through personal convictions, but also being sensitive to other people's convictions as well. So that, you know, just to land on the target issue again, like if, if someone is highly, highly opposed to that, maybe don't like spark of debate about it around them. Maybe don't like swing your target bag in front of their face, you know, like be sensitive to that, like avoid it. Just let them think what they think and you think what you think and continue to love each other in that place. But yeah, just thinking through your why, thinking through, thinking through why we do what we do. But hopefully this has been uh, an encouraging episode to you. Hopefully it's enlivened your faith and made you think through these things a little bit differently. As always, if you've liked it, well, physically like it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend, give us a, a rating and all that good stuff. But we will see you all again next week. Bye.